Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Unfair. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shondell. And this is the All Manner of Things podcast. The podcast in which we review board games. Yep, and today we are reviewing Unfair. This is for ages 14 plus. It plays two to five players. And the game time is 25 minutes per player. Basic gameplay. In Unfair, players are each building their own theme park. So you you start with the main gate and that's all. And then you build different attractions in your theme park. So there's like restaurants or there's roller coasters or thrill rides, I think they call them. Mm. Yeah. Just a range of different attractions. And then you upgrade those attractions. So you can do things like install comfortable seating or make it better air, quality. Air yeah. You um, make the roller coaster rides, like extend them and make them more scary. Yeah, like adding a corkscrew element or a vertical drop or... Do you know why I came to America, Ricky Bobby? Public schools, healthcare system, giant water parks. I mean, the same reason anyone comes to America. You can also add themes to them, so your cinema suddenly becomes a vampire cinema or your restaurant is a junk. You can add more than one theme, so your restaurant could be like a jungle pirate theme. And yeah, and that's sort of how you build up your theme park. So round sequences are going to various phases. The first phase is the event step where um, players draw an event card each, then play a city card from the city deck which the first four are going to be positive yes and the next four are going to be negative yeah so... i think they call the first four funfair cards and the last four are unfair cards <laughs> and they're also what determines the number of rounds yes the players take turns playing events within that section after the city uh, card has been revealed and you stop playing that once everyone is all passed. Then move into the park steps where you can take a card from either market, the event pile, the blueprints pile for the first half. You can build a card which is you building your attraction or your um, theme or elements, your other upgrades. Your upgrades, yes. You can demolish a card um, or you can go for loose change, which just gives you a small amount of change, depending on how many attractions you have. You have three actions. You then move to the guests phase, where you count your stars, check your tickets, and take your money. And the stars sort of represent how many people um, are coming to your theme park. Yes. Although they do say, when they say 15, it's not 15 people, it's like 15,000 or something like that. You then gain a coin for each guest, plus take any income that your other staff members may give you as well. The final phase is the cleanup phase, where you discard your hand, limit down to five, clear and refill the market, and set yourself up for the next round. Um, so the blueprints, yeah, they've got a secret sort of objective at the top, which are things like, you know, your theme park must have a restaurant with a 
jungle theme and a restroom or your thrill ride has to have a vertical drop and a corkscrew so they're just like hidden objectives that other people don't know about and they've also most of them have a top section which you have to complete and then a bottom section which is like additional so if you get the top one and you also get what it says down the bottom which are similar sort of things and you get bonus points they all have different point values i think there's easy medium hard and insane, insane. yeah the thing with the blueprints though is if you don't complete them by the end of the game is every blueprint that you haven't completed is worth a negative 10 points so after all eight rounds have been played you score you gain points for uh, attractions the blueprints that you've completed and on there you have special bonus blueprints as well coins uh, two coins give you one point and some staff members also give you points as well uh, if you've played a loan card throughout the game you get those points deducted from you yes and the thing with loan cards is you can't pay them off early with money the only way you pay them off is with negative points at the end so they're a bit tricky as well Review. So first up, presentation. I gave this a four. I gave it a five. Ooh, excellent. I love a five out of a five. Um, I found the artwork very reflective of the gameplay. It was very bright and colourful and yet it had this undertone, even on the box, had this lightning strikes and stuff at the top underneath the words unfair. Yeah. Just, to, just to tell you that there's, this, that there's this streak of nastiness which could happen within this game. It's not all just bright, colourful, I mean the name kind of gives it away unfair, but then you look at everything and it's so bright and colourful and you think that it's not going to be as unfair as it is <laughs> until you start playing. Very dangerous. Go first. Some really good imagery within it on the cards and yep. great components, great quality, great box as well. I, some really positive things I found with this game. I love the admit one first player marker. Oh yeah, fantastic. What a great so idea. So clever. Yeah, just like a little ticket. Yeah, it's such a simple, you know, it's not a big deal for a first player, you know, first player markers are not a big deal, but... Yeah. To put that thought into it. We've got an Instagram account. We've seen a few photos of Unfair. And generally, most of them will have that little that ticket in it, yes. which is it's, it's, so, it's almost getting iconic. It's, it's very cool. Um, I love the comments within the rule book as well. Yes, I put that down. Flavor text in the rule book is amusing. Yes. It's, it's it, very clever. It keeps you reading. Yeah. Especially, I think my favorite one is the, the one with the little toilet seats. Yeah. So it's like... If you want to add an upgrade of toilets to your roller coaster, and it's like, well, you're not actually putting toilets on the roller coaster. It means you're building them nearby the roller coaster. Yes, yes. And they've drawn this little picture on there of like roller coaster carts where all the seats are toilets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice and using things throughout the rule book. And uh, the other thing I mentioned, I was going to mention about the box itself is those um, theme card holders. Um, yeah. There's uh, plenty of space for expansions yep. as well. Yep. Is there anything I've missed? No, that's kind of what I put as well. It's just bright and pretty and fun and great artwork. Cool. Excellent. Um, probably the reason why I marked it down, one, um, it does have ba bags. Yeah. And um, It has one bag. 
Yeah, for all the components. Everything. However, like all you do is pour them onto the table anyway, which is why I was like, mm. eh, it doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. Just make a big pile of tokens just by tipping it out. All right. Uh, rookie rating. I gave it a three. And I gave it a three as well. Yeah, it's pretty average. I mean, the theme itself, I think, is more accessible to a lot of people. It's not. Yes. It's not a sci-fi or a fantasy theme, which very, might turn some people true. off. Um, yep. There's also not too many components. I mean, there's a lot of different tokens, but it's not as daunting as some games, yeah. especially when you just make a big token pile. I and I think what goes a long way with that is the actual player mat itself, that central player mat. You, yes. you, you separate, separate out all the cards into the different areas. It's got that centralized play around marker, which is a big help to play within the game as well. Yeah. Um, but I, it is a 14 plus game, yeah. which means there's a little bit of difficulty in there as well. Yeah, and that's why I did you know, mark it down was because it is a little bit complex to explain. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot going on. There's a lot of choices for the actions that you mm, can take. Mm. Um, so yeah, overall, I just it was just average in terms I, of this. One other thing I'll mention is that um, when we're first reading the rule book, uh, yes, it does have lots of text, flavoured text, it's really funny and whatnot, but we found it didn't need to be as heavy as what it was, as many pages as what it needed to be. Um, we felt that you could really just jump straight into this game quite quickly, and every time yeah. you come stuck, then you could have like something at the very end that yeah. could be like a quick... quick. Yeah, if, if you touch. have played like um, sort of modern board games before, it was really spelling things out but if you hadn't then you would probably need that yeah so play interaction i gave this a four i gave it a four as well uh the fun the funny thing about this player interaction is the nasty you want to be the more interaction there is yes so if you just want to play it safe and i think there's a card in there for um, world peace. World peace, yep. which allows a lot which, less interaction. Yes, um, it, it forbids you can't, you can't attack each other. Yeah, and exactly. that's that's really where most of the interaction is. Yes, I found that that I was looking a lot more about what I was building rather than what um, yep. you were building. Yep. Now we've only played this as a two-player as well. Yeah, the thing with the player interaction for this game, the game is quite brutal when you interact with each definitely, other. Definitely, definitely. It's possibly a little bit too brutal. So there's a, there's some games where you attack each other and that's the entire game, like King of Tokyo. And that's fine, it's okay to attack each other there because that's the whole game. And then there's other games where you're building up something and that's fine because that's the whole game yeah. where you're building up something. But this <laughs> is sort of like a from. combination yeah. of both of those where you're building up something and you're working so hard to build something up and then someone else can tear it down plays a card that just destroys it and yep. it just hurts <laughs> um, so, so as long as you can laugh about it though yeah it's okay you direct so the interaction here is that you directly influence another player's park yes but the extent to which you can do that you can massively influence their park yeah you can completely destroy and that's the thing which I'm, I'm a little bit wary of if you started and play this um with like a three or four or four a five player um you can have gang ups yeah which would be just too brutal oh, I if don't everyone ganged up on every on that one person man they would just get slaughtered yeah boy that escalated quickly 
I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. But I, I'm hoping that if, if you do play this game, um, it'll be like, oh, you picked on me, so I'll pick on you, and someone else picks on me, and blah, blah, blah. So it's a yeah. fairly even distribution of yeah, unfair it's, cards. It's even, I mean, we've only, played, <laughs> we've only played two players, so we've only been picking on each other, but yeah. even still, like, yeah. it gets to a point where you look at a card and you see what it can do to the other person, yeah. and you don't want to play it because you just feel too mean. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyway, but so yeah, it's really high interaction in that regard, but yep. it might be too high to the point where it stops you from doing it. Yeah, yeah. That leads us on to balance. All right, I got three for balance. I got a two. Okay, which, so did you think it was more strategy or more luck? A lot more strategy. Yeah. Tons and tons of strategy in this game. Luck only really comes about with the cards that you draw, but and you even have the ability—you have the ability to put down, discard a card, and draw five cards, and then just, you know up those pick. So you can go through cards very quickly. I think though, with the the luck of getting a really good card, I mean, I'm trying to think of your um your photographer. Yeah. You found the photographer. This one card first, where you earn extra money each time, and it was like. Because you found that card first, you were making so, so much more money than me. And I was struggling. I'm not very good at this game, I should point out. But I was struggling to build up a theme park while you were just, yeah. But look, the, the more times that we ended up playing this, the more we found that our strategy changed as well. That we, we yeah. identified fairly quickly after the first game how important those blueprint cards are. Yeah. And completing a blueprint card is just like within Ticket to Ride, completing a journey card. It's a massive amount of points. Yeah. And that to me is there's only one way to win, and that's through the blueprints. You could try and win by building your theme parks and lots of different attractions, because that does get you points. But it just seems a little bit unfair, and I'm using the air quotes unfair, uh, compared <laughs> to uh, any other strategy. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. Yep. So... Same, same with getting as much coins as well. But uh, I found that the more you played, the more you worked out a strategy that a, a expert probably would, you know, in most cases, would, would uh, beat a rookie. Yeah. I mean, I felt... I, I thought the same thing. I put expert win, question mark. And then I was like... Because once we played it once, we were sort of like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. So I don't know if you need to really be someone who's played it a lot of times. I think if you're playing, if it's a first game versus someone who's played before, yeah. then you're at a disadvantage. But yeah. I think after you've played that first game, then you do sort of get it. Mm. Where I felt the strategy comes through the most in this game is with event cards. Because there's two things with the event cards that's yes. really heavy strategy. One is when to play them, because you don't yeah. have to play them straight away. You can save them all up and play them all that's in one what round. You did. That's what you did as well, and that's yeah. fantastic. But what it, uh, the more event cards you hold, the less theme park cards you hold. Yeah, that's true, because you've only got a hand limit of five. five. Yeah. Um, but there's also, on top of that, on each event card, there's two different options. And Attack and defend things. were kind of on the, the bottom. bottom. You're right. You're and right. then the top one was something that could help yourself now, like yeah. an instant benefit. And it was like, do I use that instant benefit now, 
or do I hold on to this card because I could use it to defend later on? Yeah. And that's, that was heavy strategy for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. Because uh-huh. there was that time you played, you held on to all your event cards and you hit me with like about four event cards. Yeah. And considering your hand is like five, yeah. four event cards was pretty brutal. One of the cards was to get rid of someone else's theme or just yeah. get rid of our theme. Yep. Yep. If you would have picked the other theme that I had, I would have been wiped out. Yeah. Because my blueprints laid out the fact that I needed to have a particular style theme yeah. with a particular restaurant or whatever. It was it was I mean it's a brutal game, it really is, but it's strategy and and, and holding on to those event cards. You could have easily won that round, that game. Wasn't that just magnificent? I was worried it was getting a little dodgy in the middle part, but then that finale, <laughs> wow. Replayability, I gave this a four. I gave it a four as well. Excellent. So we both agree, um, fairly high on the replayability. Uh, it wouldn't be a game that I'd play on the same night though. No, I agree. I One agree. thing I feel about this game is that it does it, the game star really well. And it felt like a complete game every time we finished it. I was yep. happy enough to walk away from it. Yep. It didn't feel too little and it didn't feel overbearing. Mm-hmm. It felt like at this that perfect time that to play a game and to be go, yes, I'm satisfied that I've played the best I can with the cards that I've had or the theme that I've had. And it is a it is a fixed round game. Um, we have someone who refuses to play fixed round games, but I feel in this instance it works really well because once you like at the start you're like how am i going to get all of this done yeah in so few rounds there's eight rounds but by the end it's just the right amount of time like you wouldn't want to carry on what i feel is like if you had another round or whatever it wouldn't make a difference to the end result yeah, like, possibly not. The, you know, the, the, the unless, rich would get richer and the poor would get poorer. Yeah, you know, unless so unless there was different event cards played. True. Because they could change everything. The other thing I like about the eight-round thing is the same as with the, the theme park, like, guest capacity mm-hmm. and the, like, limit to the number of rides is it forces you to think really strategically within some very fixed constraints. Yes. Um, we played a theme... I can't remember which deck we were playing that let you expand your park capacity. And we're like, yeah, this is awesome. The next game we played had zero cards that expanded park capacity and both of us were forced to make some really critical decisions. We were like, you know, the first time we played it, we're like, why would why would you destroy anything? And then when we got to that other game where there was no ability to expand, yeah. it's like, well, I have to destroy because it's actually better for me to have this card in my theme park than this card. So it's really... Exactly. A fantastic sort of... And that, that mechanic, it changes from theme to theme. That's what makes this game so high in that replayability. Yeah, yeah. Having There's all those so different There's so many combinations, decks. exactly. Yeah, so each theme has its own deck. And, you know, I mean, with the two of us, I think there was... The, I'm guessing there's going to be expansions to this game oh, based yeah, on the with, slots. Without a doubt. Um, but the base game comes with, is it six different themes? So we've played three games and each one has been completely different because of the different cards that come exactly. out. Exactly. And you can imagine combining two, which, I mean, we've played this with the what was recommended for the first game and then every other game we've played, we've played with two different um, yeah. themes. But if you so, combine them in different ways. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. where the replayability is just really high. And not only that, you've got the 
like you get super attractions that you get to dealt to you at the start the of showcase each showcase cards. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then you get the blueprint cards where you get different blueprint cards, which are like your secret objectives and they're changing every time. Like you can't pre-plan your game at all because yep. then there's also, there's a combination of those things and what's face up when it's your turn. Like mm -hmm. what cards, part cards are face up when it's your turn. So yeah, really good replayability. I would say the other um, downer on that would be that if someone was overly nasty to a particular person, you'd only want to play it that once that <laughs> One time yeah, that night yeah. as well. Put it away and put, you know, bring out something which is a little bit more lighter. Cooperative. And cooperative. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we like cooperative games so much. This game, we're like, oh my gosh, that hurts. Yeah. yeah, and just just the length as well. It's a great length. It doesn't take too long, but it's the type of length where you, you can't play it twice. It's just, Absolutely. Yeah. Theme. Oh, I gave it a five. I gave it a four. I gave it a five and then I gave it a four. Um, I just yes. think awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's a unique, fun theme. You've got well, the look, different themed decks it, it, within the fun yeah, theme. it's a theme, theme. within a theme. Yeah. How cool is that? And, and it, it makes the like game. Like We were playing, um, you laugh at what you the combinations you get because you had... Um, your particular park, uh, all your rides had comfortable seating and there was a lot of leisure attractions. And yes. then when the old people came along, you were like, yes, because you've got the perfect like old people <laughs> theme park. And then there was another game where we were playing and I was like, uh, came to the last round and I couldn't build any more attractions and I needed the attractions I had for my blueprints. So it's like, okay, what can I do in this last round? I'm just going to slap. I was like a really dodgy theme park. Let's just slap any old cheap ex expansion or... Thing yeah, onto yeah, 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 onto yeah, yeah. some of these rides, you know. Let's just throw in some lockers because that'll bring more guests. And <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a great theme, and it's different. It's unique. Yes, you pretty much said everything that I wanted to say on that. So why did you give it a four then, and not a five? Look, the only reason why, and um, when we, we have these things, we ask ourselves lots of questions about each section, and, and within theme is. Uh, how attractive is the theme to you? Now, look, it's a theme park. Yeah, building a theme park, love it. Not the, not, not the most like compared to like sneaking around like a ninja in, in some underground ninja theme car park or something, <laughs> or slicing up you know zombies or or doing something really cool and and thing. The theme to me was like, yeah, it's really good. It's a really good theme. A theme within a theme, amazing. But it's a theme park, and I don't know, I'm just not like... It, I love that... Look, don't get me wrong, I love that it's unique. I've written those words down on my page with explanation mark next to it. I love unique themes. But I'm like, it's a theme park. Alright. Each to so, best and worst. I think this is my favourite section. I love best and worst. For me, the best thing that I love about this game is that it feels like a complete game, which we mentioned before in replayability, but it's so exciting the potential this game has with all the other theme that could be attached to this. Like with a dinosaur, or with a western, or fantasy. There's so many that are circling in my brain afterwards. Even if you just pick like, like a, a country or whatever, you know, you can you can expand this for the next ten years yeah. and still have so much variety and replayability with this game. It is it is very cool. 
which is just a delay. That's all it is. All major theme parks have delays. When they opened Disneyland in 1956, nothing worked. Yeah, but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. Yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. It's a fun, unique theme. Um, There might be another game out there that has a theme park theme, but it's definitely not common. And the the combos that you can get when you put those cards together are just hilarious. And yeah, it's just a great, great theme. My worst is that some of the cards, and not all of them, but some of the cards I feel are like a little too uneven and a little too brutal. And that kind of plays against just my own personal thing, you know, the way that enjoyment that I get out of a game. But that's just me. If you like that little bit more of a brutal style of game, then this probably is a strength. And I said exactly the same thing. My worst is that it's too brutal. Final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. My overall impression of this game. I absolutely love this game. It's a fantastic, awesome, unique game, but I don't want to play it. (laughs) I know that sounds harsh, but I, I really do love this game. It's so great, but that brutality means I just I don't want to play it I'm sorry (laughs) everyone anyone out there who can handle a brutal game this is fantastic it's yeah really really good game it's just not for me I said it's a fun game with a hint of nasty yes nasty I like that word all right so So, I'm gonna go through all my biofs is that right because I love this game so much I'm like a biof you can handle a vicious game or like that sort of game So if you do think you can handle a more vicious game, then definitely get this one. Um, But if you love theme parks or after a game with a slightly different theme to what you're normal, what you're used to. But if you enjoy games with a secret objective, Mm. this is the blueprints and that, you know, that's a really fun element of games that I really enjoy. Um, But if you like games where you're forced to make clever strategic decisions within limitations, You know, it's weighing one thing up against the other. You've only got a certain number of rounds, a certain number of guest capacity, and a certain number of rides you can have. So it really forces you to be strategic with that. Those are my biofs. And I've got uh, buy if you want to lay some smack down on someone else's park. Yeah. (laughs) You have been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively you can find us on our website www.allmannerofthings.com thanks for listening bye the blueprint cards are a critical part of this game they are like secret objective cards and you draw oh you can keep one or none i didn't know that we've been playing that wrong attractions um can score you uh, for the total number of attractions of the icons uh, let me start that again because then even i understood that <laughs>